In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the eyes of the world, tonight is New Year's Eve. Christmas is long gone, put away on the curb. But we here in the church continue to remember that it's still Christmas. It's seventh day, to be exact. And we might even tonight count down those final minutes or seconds of the year, maybe of the decade. There's going to be fireworks, maybe some champagne toasts or singing of old Angzine. That's all good and well. We have a lot to be thankful for, perhaps, in this last year. Many things that God has blessed us with. Many future blessings we look forward to in the year to come as well. And those are good things to do. It's also good to remember that since the earliest days of the church, the Christian people, God's saints, we have remembered and celebrate another festival that happens about this time of the year as well. It's tomorrow, the eighth day will be after Christmas. And that is the eighth day when, according to Israelite custom in the Old Testament, Jesus would have been named and circumcised. In the Hebrew way of keeping the Old Testament time, on that eighth day, it would have began at sundown, because that's when the next day started. And that's when, according to the law of Moses and the covenant that God made with Abraham, every eight-day-old male would be circumcised as a sign of the covenant between the Lord and Abraham and his people Israel to bless them and be his God and their God and to give his name and his promise to them. That's why when we get to Luke 2 and the wonderful story of all the Christmas and the shepherds and the angels, and then verse 21, at the end of eight days, when Jesus was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given to him by the angel when he was still conceived in the womb. It is really a wonder of wonders that this all happens, that Jesus, the one who knows no sin, that who is perfectly human like us, but Hebrews says, without sin, still he comes down, as Paul says in Galatians 4, under the law, to redeem us who are under the law, to live, in fact, at every stage of life for us, as one of us, to keep the law for us at every stage of life, including this law of the Old Testament, that without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sins. An old hymn about this naming and circumcision of Jesus puts it this way. O sacred day when first was poured the blood of our redeeming Lord. O blessed day when first began his sufferings for sinful man. You see, throughout scripture, forgiveness is kind of a bloody mess most of the time. But this is what Jesus came to do, to come into and enter into our bloody mess of a sinful world. For us, to shed his blood for us, to save, to die, to rise for us. And so, by the law and the knife, he sheds already at eight days old, forgiving blood to redeem us under the law. And then, his name that is given, his name that is above all other names, by that name he blesses you, even as this new year is about to begin. That name that is from all eternity promises to be with you tonight and tomorrow and in the next year and the years to come because his name saves you and his blood forgives you. Jesus is, as Paul says, the one who dwells all the fullness of his deity in the body of the man Jesus. He's divine and yet true man. 
That's what we will confess in a few minutes in the Nicene Creed, that he's incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, made man. What a sweet, beautiful, comforting sentence that is. See, Mary and Joseph didn't need to look through lists of names in the little Hebrew book of names in the checkout in Bethlehem. They knew exactly what they would name Jesus. The Lord sent his messenger to tell Joseph to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The Jesus' name means exactly what he is going to do for us. God names himself just like he did way back in the days of Moses. The Lord, Yahweh in human flesh, comes to save. He is given a name as a man that he might come and save man. This is a good thing for us. A blessed thing for us, because where God's name is present, He is present for us. That's why, in fact, the second commandment is so important. It's more than just blurting out, OMG, at surprise. The divine name is really about God's name and where He places it, and the promise our Lord attaches to it. And of course, like any gift, God's name can be abused or misused, not just taken in vain, but perhaps perhaps even take it for granted. Maybe you remember what the second commandment says, that you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. What does that mean? And in the explanation in the catechism it says this, that we would not fear and love God, that we do not, sir, that we do not curse or swear or use satanic arts or lie or deceive by his name, but call upon him. Call upon his name in every trouble to pray praise, give thanks. But that's a little bit of a problem, or at least a little bit of a rub against our old sinful sinful flesh, isn't it? Because our old sinful nature does not want to hallow God's name, or let his kingdom come, or do anything that has to do with anybody but our old self. Our sinful nature loves, in fact boasts, of doing everything for our own name's sake. You see, the law doesn't only ask us Have you taken the Lord's name in vain? It also asks, Have you called upon your Heavenly Father constantly with delight? Have you used His words and His holy name? Have you sworn carelessly? Have you kept your vows that you have made, those vows given in baptism or confirmation or church membership or marriage? Have you received His gifts and in His name faithfully? Have you listened to his word that gives you his name and promise diligently? And if we're honest, all of us can say, probably like we did with our New Year's resolutions from this year, that we have not kept those, that we have not done this. Thankfully, this is why our life in Christ, our life as God's people, is not based on our resolutions, but rather on his gifts, his gifts of repentance and faith, and forgiveness, that he works in us and for us and with us. And it's all done, of course, not in our own name, but in Jesus' name, by his flesh and blood given for you, by his life and name and death laid down for you. Some pretty spectacular things you see happen when God's name is there. Wherever God puts his name, as he said to tell Moses, to tell Aaron and the people, in our reading from Numbers earlier. For when God's name is used, God himself is with you. 
That's why sermons often begin that way, in the name of Jesus, or the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's why divine service every Sunday, or, you know, on a Tuesday evening, begins that way as well. In that same baptismal triune name of God. It's also why at the ending of the service, in the benediction, the name of the Lord is spoken three times. That the Lord blesses, the Lord keeps us, the Lord makes His face shine upon you. All throughout His saving gifts, His words, His water, His body and blood, His name is here, present with you to bless you. And it will be throughout this new year as well. Because the name of our Lord, Jesus Himself, as the angel gave and Joseph gave as God commanded, the name Jesus saves you. And His blood forgives and saves you too. And in Jesus' name you have a continuous Christmas gift, really. You have been given access to God Himself in the Holy of Holies, where even the priests of the Old Testament trembled and were fearful to enter. Now, in the name of Jesus, you are washed and cleansed and you are forgiven and you are baptized and you are fed and nourished in His Supper. In the name of Jesus, all that we were, all of our sinfulness, all of our lostness and rebelliousness, all of that has been taken to the cross for you. So that all that Jesus is and has to give, His life, His salvation, His holiness, His perfect righteousness, His determined resolution to save you. All of that is now yours. Gift. Freely given. In the eyes of the world tonight might just be another new year, another celebration. But, in the eyes of our Lord and His church among us, His people tonight, it is Christmas that continues. And this is the place where our Lord gives us His name, and sheds his blood and forgives our sin tonight and for a new year ahead. In the name of Jesus, amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds this new year and unto life everlasting. Amen.